2: I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit.
0: You're listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Glad you guys are here to listen to another one of my annoying conversations. That's not, I mean, that's probably not the best way to start the show. But that's just how I feel. I'm being honest with you guys. Whether you are listening to this on TSN Radio 1050 or TSN Radio, one of the networks across canada or you are in your car at the gym walking to work on the train uh or you know or you're just you're you're running through the park and this is coming through your your earbuds thank you for downloading the podcast i appreciate it love the comments and the feedback don't forget to rate the podcast on itunes login and rate if you have the time i appreciate it so the cfl season is halfway, is, has passed the halfway marker. And a couple of young players that have emerged as big time, as Dick Vitale would say, PTPs, primetime players, are joining me in this conversation. We're going out west. BC Lions representative and an Edmonton Eskimos representative. One of the baddest dudes in the CFL, who is small in stature, but hits like a Mack truck, is on the phone right now.
0: If it's going to be an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers.
1: And I'd like to welcome in a man that leads the CFL in tackles by a handsome margin, a, uh, uh, dare I say, a handsome man at the linebacker position uh, from the Edmonton Eskimos by way of Pullman, Washington linebacker, J.C. Sh- Sherritt. Welcome to the show.
2: Thanks. Thanks for having me on.
1: Hey, so what does J.C. stand for?
2: No, there's just no way. I'm, I'm telling you that. I mean, Co- we just
1: met. What are you talking? Yeah, but like, but now we're okay. They, we're in we're in the in the forest. Okay, now through the forest we navigate. Like, we'll navigate through this conversation. As we're navigating, we have to trust each other because you might lead the way, I might lead the way. It's a dense forest. There could be there it could be like a ravine, you know. There could be like <laughs> low hanging branches. You know, when you're walking through and you like you bend the branch out of the way, you got to hold it so it doesn't whip in the other person's face. Right, I
2: got gotcha. you. That's
1: where we're at, JC.
2: All right, well, we got to wait till we get to, I mean, this is just the start of the journey then, right? Well, we got to see how the journey goes, and then, you know, we can get things like that.
1: Okay, you make a good point. You make a good point. So uh, uh, how is your body right now? Because you, like, the way you play football is, like, there's always, like, that one dude on the football team or, like, any team where it's, like, the super hustle guy. I mean, you have a lot of talent, so I'm not saying you don't have talent, but, like, there's a one, like, super hustle guy that just sacrifices his body all the time, and that's kind of how you play. How is your body doing?
2: It's good. It's good. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I couldn't say the same thing at this time last year, you know, this was, uh, when you're a rookie, this is kind of that rookie wall. And I definitely hit that last year, but you know, just, just having a full off season and, and knowing how to prepare every week is, it's helped me a lot. So I feel good.
1: Does anybody spend more time in the cold tub than you?
2: Uh, I don't know. We we got a pretty good crew. You know, there, there's cold tub guys who come through once every now and then, but, there's there's a there's a good crew that you know it's usually probably defensive linebacker D line guys that that are that are day to day guys.
1: So like what's like what's the etiquette there? Like there's like you know because you know it's just a bunch of dudes and then you know there's so there's like there's like the sauna there's like the 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 sauna etiquette and there's like the cold tub etiquette. Like is like and you know so like you guys just go there with like full robes or towels and then just get in the tub or like you know you don't look another dude in the eyes. Like what 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 are the rules? <laughs> Well we got
2: shorts on, so it doesn't it doesn't get too intense with the etiquette like that, but, okay, uh, but you yeah, you need to it, once you get in the cold tub every it usually makes people pretty grumpy, so we we kind of keep to ourselves in the cold tub but the, but the hot tub that's when you can open up the conversation, you know <laughs> talk about the day, talk about practice but the cold tub's quiet time
1: so so like and then cold tub you like what's the maximum amount of time that you spend in there, like three or four minutes?
2: No, you you gotta go. Uh, you gotta go ten minutes.
1: Oh 10 my minutes gosh!
2: Is the time.
1: Yeah. Oh. It,
2: it takes a while to get used to, but once you get it down, it's it's not too bad.
1: There was a kid uh, I played high school football. Nothing, and at remote, not even trying to compare resumes with you. I just played high school football. I was a fat kid, or whatever. It's pretty average. And there was <laughs> yeah. this one dude on our team named Luke McDonald, who was like, who would sacrifice it. He didn't have much talent, but he had a lot of heart. He was like the Rudy. And I remember this one play, uh, you know, the, the offense was operating on a short field, and we were on defense, and you know, the running back was kind of circling back through the the end zone, and then Luke was pursuing this guy, and then Luke, I don't know if he like he just slammed into the goalposts and like we thought he died. It was like the loudest, it was like a car accident it happened on the field, but It was just like a one-person car accident. It was like Luke into the goalpost. We're like, "Oh my god!" Like we thought, like, did you ever play with anybody who was like that? Who was uh... not not quite. I mean, not someone who's slamming into goalposts, but like someone who just like was just reckless with their body.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, you have those guys, especially when you're younger. When you're younger, you always got that one—the country farm kid. Excuse me, that guy. <laughs> you know, the guy who throws hay bales around all day. You know, he's coming in just a wild man. Yeah, so, so I t- played with a few of them.
1: Was uh, were any of their names also Luke McDonald? Because you say <laughs> farm guy, like Luke McDonald sounds like a pretty, pretty typical farm guy name.
2: That does, that does. I didn't have any Luke McDonalds. But I had some like. Like Rudy Greer's, things <laughs> like that. You know? It's
1: amazing that his name is Rudy also. Like, that's just perfect. <laughs>
2: right,
1: right. Rudy Greer. Okay, well, shout out to Rudy Greer wherever you are. We do have some American listeners of this show because it is in the podcast form. So perhaps that'll get to Rudy Greer out there in the state of Washington if you're there or wherever you may be. So wait, so in um. So how big, what was a bigger deal when you were in high school? Was it the prom or was it homecoming? Um, yeah, I'd probably have to say
2: Homecoming. Homecoming, homecoming was a bigger deal, okay. Just because that's the football game. You know, you got to win Homecoming, and then uh, you win that, and then you got to dance after. So, Homecoming was just huge because, uh, you know, if you lose your your football game on Homecoming, you, I mean, you might as well not even show up for school on Monday.
1: <laughs> it was that serious, huh? Like, it was like Friday Night Lights. It was just like, it was right. just, just epic
2: exactly where
1: where does that movie friday night lights rank in your in your uh your list of favorite or best sports movies
2: favorite best it's it's a top five for sure it's a top five i actually read the book when i was younger oh nice it was uh you know it was awesome and they uh they they screwed a few things up but I, i thought it was really well done and yeah, it, they did it right for sure.
1: What else and, is uh, What else is on that list in that the top five of your favorite sports movies?
2: I got White Men Can't Jump is number one. Wow, that's a
1: that, uh, unbelievable Billy the unbelievable movie, unbelievable Billy movie. Billy Hoyle, Billy, <laughs> Billy Hoyle, <laughs> Billy Hoyle, yeah, Billy
2: Billy Hoyle.
1: <laughs> you know that uh, my friend? Uh, I think there was a I don't know if there was a documentary or he saw an interview with um. With, uh, oh my gosh, um, who played Billy Woody, Hoyle again?
2: Woody Harrelson.
1: Woody Harrelson. Geez, I'm such an idiot. And they said, like, they're, like they're, they had a bunch of, like, um, either ex basketball players or, like, current basketball players who played, like, other basketball roles in that movie. And they had to coach, they had to teach Wesley Snipes how to play basketball for, like, three months before they started shooting because he couldn't play at all. Did you know that?
2: I did not know that. Wow, he picked it
1: up pretty well. Yeah, he played all right. He played all right. Okay, so White Man Can't Jump is on there. What else, is there are, can you, uh, any other movies on the top of your head that fit in your top five list?
2: Yeah, I got Bull Durham is in my top five. Great
1: movie. I got, uh, I got Tin Cup. Dude, wait. All these are like, these are like, I don't even know if these are your generation's movies. Aren't you like 24 years old? I am. I'm a, I'm a big movie guy,
2: though. I'm a big movie guy, so I've seen
1: them all. Wow, because like, the, these movies, well, certainly uh, Bull Durham, I don't know, Bull Durham came out before you were born, or maybe they same, I think he came out in 88.
2: Yeah, it's, it's an early one.
1: <laughs> and White Man Can't Jump, I think, was like 91 or 92, and then Tin Cup was maybe like, I want to say like 96 or something. Okay, so Tin Cup. Uh, Boy, oh, how that's... hot was Renee Russo in the 90s, though? <sighs> she was pretty Most bad. Sad smoke show yeah like sure. she had she had she had tin cup she was in one of the lethal weapon movies or two of the lethal weapon movies i think three That's and four right. yep. um oh remember the movie outbreak
2: oh yeah where she's dustin hoffman's
1: one yeah she's in outbreak yeah she had a good run of like i want to say like a good six six eight year run where she was she was pretty dope
2: greed
1: <laughs> <laughs> so okay so okay so, so you got tin cup Bull Durham, I, we might as well do the whole five. Tin Cup, Bull Durham, White May Can't Jump, and Friday Night Lights, let's say that's at the five spot. What else is in the, your right. top five, the top, top five, five sports movies according to J.C. Sherritt? You
2: know, I, I have to go with uh, Varsity Blues there, yeah, that's my generation <laughs> right there, that's my, uh, there <laughs> I think I was a fifth grader when that came out, and that was, uh. For a fifth grader, that was a pretty cool movie to see, so that one always stuck with me.
1: So wait, did you get to see it when you were in the fifth grade? Oh yeah, you know
2: I, I had to like to have... over to a friend's house, right? Before, of course, you know? yeah. But but uh, yeah, I, I got to watch it. So it was a uh, it was one of those things you remember as a as a ten year old.
1: Oh, 100 percent. I was just I was watching something on demand last night, and then the you know the parental advisory warning came up, and it's like, this has, you know, violence, nudity, language. And I remember when I was a kid, and, like, we would rent movies, and we watch it as a family. Whenever that advisory came up, or when it was, like, a movie on television. No, it was a movie on television, not on, not, like, we, not rentals. That, mm-hmm. that advisory would come up, and I remember, like, just sitting there in fear. Because if I heard, if that announcer said the word nudity... My night was done. Like, I wasn't going to be able to see that movie. So, like, I yeah. Like, and that was, like, the worst feeling. It's like, uh, my mom would just shoo us upstairs, like, oh, man, I want to watch, you know, Terminator 2. You know, why can't I watch it? Or well, it could have been anything. But I had a friend. You, who was that friend for you who was, like, who had really liberal parents and you could watch, like, any movie? You could stay up late. You could stay at their house till like, you know, 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning. Who was that friend?
2: Uh, I definitely had a friend. I don't. I don't think I want to call him out on the radio. No, like but say, no, but you're just saying.
1: No, but what you're saying is his parents were cool.
2: They were. It he had that, cool it parents. Was, it was. Uh, it was John Wolf. His parents were from England.
1: Oh, uh, did, did did they have accents?
2: Oh yeah, full thick <laughs> accents. <laughs> uh, still, uh, the the most terrified I've ever been was when Wayne Rooney broke his leg. Oh. and you know I, I didn't know anything about soccer, and his dad kicked the door in.
1: No way.
2: And he said, we're f yeah, Obviously, some <laughs> colorful language. And, you know, I shoot out of bed like, oh, my gosh. she's like, Wayne Rooney's broke his leg and then walks out of the room. It's like 7 o'clock
1: <laughs> in the morning. Oh, man. So uh, you, you woke up in fear because you were sleeping.
2: Ter- ter- he kicked the door in. I mean, oh, well, like kicked in- into
1: the bedroom where you guys were sleeping?
2: Yeah, we're all there. He had to tell, you know, he had to tell his son that, that England's national team was screwed because Wayne Rooney broke his leg. Oh
1: that's like the worst way to wake up. Oh, yeah, that,
2: it, it was terrifying. That and
1: who is this calling you? Like, out of sleep, like your, your girl's <laughs> like, who is this on your phone? That is right. That's probably the worst way I've ever woken up. Have you ever had yeah. one of those?
2: Oh yeah! Oh, it's Anything. the worst.
1: It's the worst. Because then you're like, you're like, you're just, you're going through your head. You're like, who is she talking about? What does she see? How much did she see? How long was she <laughs> looking at? My, like all these, you have this friggin' this list of questions, and you have to be very, and you have to answer quickly, and you have to be, you have to choose your your answer. Like you wish you had a pot, like a pause button should be invented for those situations.
2: <laughs> exactly. Just so you can regroup. Oh, yeah, if you're waking up out of
1: bed, you better be, you better be hot on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, you mentioned, uh, we mentioned, like, cool dads. So I don't know if you saw this story, but um, there was a, a Snoop Dogg's son. I think his name is, he's got a son named Cordell, but an older son. I think his name is Corday. I'm not sure. But he, mm-hmm. he posted a pic on Instagram about a week ago lighting up his dad's bong so they are smoking weed together. um have you ever had a drink with your pops
2: uh I have I mean it wasn't until I was twenty one but uh I, I did i i've had I've had a few beers with my with my pops
1: um and what's that, that yeah. what's that like when you it's kind of like it's like another wall that breaks down It's like you're an adults and he accepts you as an adult and you can have like some beverages. I don't know if conversation changes, but you know you can have a few drinks or uh you know i'm i I like to you know i have a you know some liquor with my pops so what is that like or what was right, that
2: like it, yeah it was a barrier it, first it was really uncomfortable you know you you feel like you're almost doing something wrong right uh, yeah. but uh but once once you settle down then it's it's like the coolest thing in the world you know having a drink with the old man yeah so, uh, yeah it's it, it's something that, that was cool it was a it was a big moment big stepping stone so
1: like for snoop and his kid it's like it's I don't I guess because Snoop is the way he is and like most of his career was built on the fact that he smokes so it's almost like a rite of passage it's like for his son it's like yeah I get to smoke with the old man but um okay so so uh, um my uh, I gotta tell you a story so one of my boys is hanging out with this girl and um, while they're hanging out like one of the he had to watch a particular show. In, in, you know and like and women they have certain television tastes a lot of women watch those singing shows They like, you know x-factor and the voice um, right. And uh, in, in this particular case, he had to watch two episodes of the honey boo-boo show So my question to you is what's like what's like the worst What's the show that you've had to watch in the past in order to please a woman? Uh,
2: I've, I've had to do American Idol Oh. And I, I get pretty uncomfortable easy with reality television, like when someone has to embarrass themselves like that, right? it kills me, you know, I can't even like look at the screen and I had to sit through a, a full hour of American Idol and it was brutal, it was,
1: terrible.
2: <laughs> it was absolutely terrible. Was it
1: one of the ones like early in the season where everybody just embarrasses themselves or is it like oh, later yeah. on?
2: You know, and it's people who think that they're really going to get their dream and then they get... Embarrassed on national television, and then you got to watch them cry. Yeah,
1: that's like so terrible.
2: I don't, I don't want to see someone's dream crushed.
1: Right. So American Idol is the one you've had to watch.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's the one that. that, uh, Yeah, I I won't watch it again either. I'm not not a big
1: fan. I've had to watch. uh, I think The Voice. I don't know. I'm not really The Voice. I think is the one with the chairs that turn. I think I've had to watch that one, and then you just end up playing a game with it, like. You know, who whose chair turns around the first and you guess and that kind of thing. So, like, you kind of, I like to make games out of things. So, or like, whenever I make bets with girls, there's always like, there's always got to be some terms. I don't, I'm just going to be like, yeah, I'll bet you five bucks because that sucks. You got to be like, right. all right, I'm going to, you're going to either sing for me or you're doing push ups or you're sending something to my phone in about 32 minutes. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, got, I got to make it worth my while. If I'm going to watch this friggin' show, then... Have you ever had to watch uh, Sex and the City?
2: I haven't. I haven't. I even have two older sisters, but I actually haven't had to go through that
1: before. I've I've had, like, so many girls tell me, like, like when it's, like, educational. Like, every guy should watch this because, you know, it's written, written by women and, you know, it's, it's you know, it describes, you know, how they feel about stuff. But I don't right. know, like... I don't know if I could really... <laughs> I almost feel like girls just watch those shows just to see what the other women are watching. Because that's how girls are. They just like watch oh, yeah. other girls. You know what I mean?
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Who do people say you look like?
2: Who do I look like? Yeah, Who? Do,
1: when people say you look like somebody, who do they say you look like?
2: Well, I have a good and a bad. I've had a...
1: Uh, What's the bad? Give me the bad first.
2: The bad is... Uh, one of my teammates in college used to call me uh, Barney Rubble. What? The uh, Flintstones, because I got, you know, I got a squ- thick neck, and square. They <laughs> so used to call me Barney Rubble when I was a, when I was a freshman. And that one. Uh, yeah, but that Barney a had
1: bad a bad wife. Like, Betty was yeah, bad. Yeah, he did. That's yeah. right. He did. That's she, true. She wasn't quite Jessica Rabbit, who was like the all-timer, but Betty was pretty bad. Like, Betty probably did some things behind closed doors that were all right. Make yeah, your b-
2: Betty held it down. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: make you bedrock. Uh, and then what's the good one?
2: I I got called Channing. I uh, looked like Channing Tatum one time.
1: See, that's and that. Uh, that's who I thought. Like I know that this is going to sound really weird, but when I wrote that question, I saw, I thought you looked like two people because you have a shaved head and you have you know a good looking dude and you're muscular and all that stuff. But I said Channing Tatum, and then I said then I thought of the dude from Prison Break. And I don't remember that actor's name. I don't even know if you remember that show. I know
2: who you're talking about. I know who you're talking
1: about. Like the main dude, not the not the brother who had. I think he had like the tattoos of the plan or whatever on his body, whatever. But like the main dude, that's kind of who you who I think you look like. But Channing Tatum's that's a great that's a great one.
2: Yeah, you know, I I, I'll take it. I'll take that one. Yeah, have you ever
1: (laughs) have you ever had to do some magic Mike stuff? I I
2: haven't had to do some magic. (laughs) I, I haven't had to do that yet. So. Yeah, well, not not quite yet. We haven't reverted to wait. So they
1: didn't uh, they didn't they didn't make you rookies dance or any, or sing last year.
2: It's funny because uh, everyone's got to stand up and sing in front of the team, but I just you know maybe because of my height or whatever, I just got lost in the shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> I kept my mouth. I kept my mouth shut the whole time, and I skated. You so got hopefully no one that hears this <laughs> and it makes me go back and do it, but yeah, I got away with it.
1: That's great. You got you got left in the airport like Kevin in Home Alone too.
2: <laughs> right, right, exactly. Just forgotten.
1: Right. So okay. So you're 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 five nine, like two what two twenty, 220, two twenty five, or something. Like you're a, you're a rock, right?
2: Yeah, you're about five nine two twenty, I'd say. Okay,
1: 220. I just read this. Five
2: nine and a half. If we're gonna be like specific, <laughs> I want the
1: half in there. Like, half, is right. it? Wait, do you get that half inch? Like when you're wearing like Air Jordans or like basketball shoe sh- sneakers? It, well,
2: if I got my, if I got the Air Maxes on, I, I might hover around five ten. I mean, honestly, that's like a yeah. You might older. even it might
1: even be like five ten and a half actually, because the Air Maxes yeah. have a pretty thick sole.
2: Right. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I'll I'll take that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you got to just wherever you go, you might even need some Air Max. uh, I don't know if they make um, if they make cleats, but you might have to look into the Nike catalog. I know a guy could probably get them to you if they make them.
2: (laughs) I'll take them. You you keep me informed
1: on that. Will do. So I just I just read the story this morning in uh, in GQ. It's uh, Chris Paul is on the cover of the October or the November issue. And he was talking about, there's a small passage where um, the writer brought up last season when Paul Gasol put his hand on top of Chris Paul's head, and Chris mm-hmm. Paul took exception to it. I don't know if you remember this play, but he freaked oh, out, yeah. and Chris Paul said it was like getting sunned, like what you would do to your son, like you're walking with like a three-year-old kid, you have your, you know, the father has his hand on top of the kid's head, it's like Right. It's like it's like him showing you up like you're like smaller than me. So because you're five nine and you're probably one of the smaller dudes on your football teams, how have dudes tried to mess with you in the past?
2: Uh let's see well, the linemen will uh they'll do the high five where they hold it over their head. <laughs> Yeah, and new guys are like six, six, eight, six, ten. Like the, the new guy we just signed is six, ten. He puts his hand out. You know, I got to dunk a basketball to get up
1: there. <laughs> That's so funny, man! They just like these giants. I thought you were gonna say they just stand up and you can't see anything. You have to like, you have to like literally move around around those dudes to see what the hell is happening in front of you.
2: Yeah, well, that's part of it. That's part of it. But you know, that's I always say that's a long way to go to block somebody. They got to get down.
1: Yeah, that's true. So it, that's true. It's,
2: there's ups and downs to it. That's for sure. So you're like
1: you're you're part of like this really small fraternity of like like white linebackers. Like in the NFL, there's like a handful of dudes, and mm-hmm. in the CFL, it's probably smaller. I think I like Shea Emery. I think is a linebacker plays for Montreal. Who's the kid from BC? Big Hill. Yeah, Big Hill. He he, uh, um, and so so in like in the NFL, there's like the so there's like you know Brian Urlacher and Clay Matthews, AJ Hawk, a couple of those guys, Keith Brooking, Cushing for uh, in Houston. Um, Which which fraternity? Okay, I'm going to give you a list of four fraternities. Now, which fraternity do you think is the most exclusive? Okay. Asian NBA players. Canadian NBA players, black hockey players, and white linebackers. Which, which is, like, the, the most exclusive group to be in?
2: I would say, I would say Asian basketball players, <laughs> I think. Because there's,
1: like, there's like uh, two dudes. Right. And there's, like, and right. like, there's like uh, I don't even know if uh, uh, E.G. Lang or what was that one? There was one, one seven-foot dude who played in Milwaukee for a while.
2: Yeah, like, was it Y.E.? Or
1: something? He, I think it's YI. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, I think. I know
2: who you're talking
1: about. I, he played for, for. I don't even know if he's still in the NBA. And then uh, Jeremy Lin is of. I think Taiwanese descent, but he's like right. he's like an American dude. So there there may not even there there may not even be one right now.
2: Yeah. Although Yom, Jeremy Lin Yom is Ming's done, right? yami has been done for. He's done. I think
1: a like, so. Yeah, a year ago he had to retire because of his leg just kept getting injured because of his bones and stuff. So Asian right. NBA players. That's like. The most exclusive,
2: I I think that would be just statistically.
1: How many? But, uh, <laughs> because you're because of your position, there there are there aren't that many faces that look like yours. Do you know all the other white linebackers in the CFL, or know of them?
2: Yeah, well, you know it's it's small world, but Shea Amory actually played at Eastern Washington University. Did he really? Two years before he went to transfer back to Canada, so oh, we were wow. on the same team, and then. Big Hills went to Central Washington, and he's a Washington kid.
1: Oh, my We're gosh. From the you, guys are all from the, yeah, you guys are all from the same area.
2: Yeah. So, it's, I definitely, I know both those guys. So, it's yeah, small world.
1: Are there any others? That White
2: cut? linebackers? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, let's see, that are starting. The the guy from Winnipeg, LeBay, I think. Uh, I don't know if he's still starting, but I know he was playing for a while. But I, uh, I don't know him personally and Kevin Iben in Hamilton Oh
1: that's right Kevin yeah he's 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 been in the league for a little while that's right, right. He, I think he played for the Argos for a while too
2: Yeah 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 he was with the Argos for a bit um he's a good player I think he's hurt right now but uh yeah that's I think that's all I can think of right now
1: Well, the, well man your your group your club is more exclusive than the the NFL club because the NFL club I think I think everybody like eight or nine dudes, and you guys like you guys like what four or five. So it's yeah. even you're so I can even add like that. Like if I ever have, you know, like uh, later I'll be interviewing uh, Andrew Harris of the BC Lions, and he's like a Canadian running back in the CFL. Which there might be one or two other dudes. Uh, Jerome Messam, I think on your on uh, your team. He's yeah. from Toronto. There aren't very many, so there's another like exclusive club. I might ask him the same question and and see what he says. It's,
2: yeah, it's no, yeah. He, he, I think it's him, Cornish and Messam.
1: Oh yeah, Cornish. Think, Sorry, yeah, John Cornish. Yeah, of course, of I think course, those of course. Are the big three. Right. But. So I just got this. Um, I got this text just before we. I I came down here to record this with you, and I got this from a girl, and mm-hmm. it was. Is it socially acceptable to eat street meat in broad daylight? Your, your answer.
2: To eat, like, from a street vendor?
1: Yeah, in broad daylight. Uh, and and I should add, not sober. Or uh, I should add, completely sober.
2: Completely sober, street meat, broad daylight. So are we talking like a hot dog stand?
1: Yeah, like, yeah, a hot dog or a sausage, yeah. Absolutely. Really?
2: Absolutely. Some of the best hot dogs I've ever had are from a street street stand.
1: Yeah, but were you sober when you ate those?
2: Uh, Probably uh, not, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, think about, like, if you went to a ball game. Like, if I go watch some Mariners play, I don't have a problem at all walking up to the stadium Grabbing a grabbing a hot dog. Sometimes you got to swallow your pride
1: for, <laughs> for a good hot dog. So listen, well, I responded with, like, a, a bunch of ha 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 because it's the most random question I've gotten in a while. And then I said, you know, I responded, um, not unless you're near a stadium or an arena is it acceptable. And she was like, I'm in the financial district. I'm like, what? <laughs> so you're like, you're crushing a hot dog in front of all these, like, guys in suits, these men and women yeah. in suits? Like, you're going right. to stand out like you're the... You just stand out like you're the, you know, the one Asian basketball player in the NBA.
2: <laughs> yeah, there might be a clause when there's business suits around. Um, that that might change the deal a little bit.
1: And then I respond, I'm like, how how friggin' hungry are you? Like, it, you know, we describe that level of hungry as hangry because you're just like you're just so so hungry, you get hangry, get angry. And she just right. laughed. So wait, so so um, your some of your is it fair to say that? Some of the greatest meals you've ever had in your life were when, after a night of having uh, having fun, having some cocktails.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I would I would have to go with that. Uh, Zips, Zips, in Cheney Washington.
1: Zip, think, what yeah. what is what is Zips? Is it like a diner, or like just a it, like a burger spot, or what is it?
2: It's yeah, it's a burger spot. It's a twenty four hour burger spot for our in our university town. So. It's funny because it's it's not very well. I can't I can't give a bad name to Zips. It's, it's not it's not my number one choice during the daytime. But when you go at like two o'clock in the morning, it's you can't even get in the door. Basically, it's the entire university down there.
1: Oh my! How many fights have you seen outside of Zips?
2: <laughs> oh, you, you see the cop lights almost every night. You got to get in and get your burger and get back out. That's right, kind of the the main thing. <laughs>
1: I went to, dude, what, this is a random story. I went to, um, one night I was in, I think Chicago. No, Philly or Chicago. And uh, I was shooting some interviews there. This is, oh man, this is like eight or nine years ago. And I was with this producer and we went to this bar and Bud Light was on tap for 50 cents. I was like, 50 cents? Like there's going to be an Armageddon in here later. Like guys are going to be absolutely off their tree for about seven bucks. I'm like, what? Right. So I imagine, like, in a college town, it zips. You know, you probably, you know, I don't know if there's happy hour or whatever, where the guys are, you know, people are out, uh, you know, drinking and stuff. Like, they're just, like, a lineup to get in and there's just a lineup to fight.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, and at that time, that's why, you know, I think they say nothing good happens after two o'clock.
1: Right. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
2: That That's when, uh, yeah, everyone's, yeah, they, and there's always, like, I mean, in college, there's hundreds of those guys, you know, that are just looking to cause problems. So. That's why you you get in, you get your burger, you don't sit down to eat. You grab that and go back to the spot.
1: <laughs> How did you avoid it? Did, like didn't like like did you did you did you have swag because you're on the football team or or did people not know that and would still like would still try to, you know, mess with you?
2: That's that's one of the big perks of is my, of my size is I can I can blend into any crowd you know I just slowly I'm like I'm like a ninja in there I just ninja, <laughs> I ninja in grab my burgers and I ninja right back out.
1: Have you uh, have you found a late night spot in Edmonton like similar to Zips or like a spot that you can go crush food after two a.m.
2: Uh, I haven't really I haven't you know I haven't I haven't been out a bunch it's it's not like college anymore so. Well yeah, uh, yeah. I, I haven't been out like that, but uh, you know, I'm sure there's some great spots if I if I put the time in.
1: Dude, here in Toronto, there's like <clears throat> there's Chinatown which just gets lit up. Like there's a spot called the Garden. I've seen fights in the garden. And like th- <laughs> th- like one guy I saw a dude punch the server. I'm like, this guy just making eight dollars an hour. It's like three forty five in the morning. This guy just wants to go home and play video games and just chill out. Like, why are you right. punching the server, man? Like this is ridiculous. But there's like Chinese food spots and there's like a, there are a couple of diners out here that there's one at the Thompson and one called, uh, I was just at on the weekend. Oh my gosh. Um, Lakeview, also a great spot. So you got to find those little, you got to find those little diamonds in the rough so oh, that yeah. you satisfy your hung, your hangry needs post, <laughs> uh, post 2 AM.
2: Right. I, I always think about like how terrible it would be to be those workers. Oh, you know, for to to sure. That
1: Absolutely. It's like you're just hating your life. Like you know, from two to five, there's gonna be a wave of just drunk idiots, and it's gotta be the worst time ever.
2: Yeah, you got you gotta have some thick skin and and some good temperament to yeah. pull that one off.
1: Well, listen, man, it's been uh, it's been great watching you this season, man. Keep it up. You're just blowing up, you blowing up everybody, and and there's talk of you. I mean, if the season goes the same way it's gone in the first half, there's a lot of chatter about you you know, being a, a defensive MVP or just the MVP of the league. And you're 24 years old. So the sky's the limit for you as as Biggie Smalls once said. And I just want to thank you for being on the program, dude. All
2: right. Thanks for having me on, Cappy. I appreciate well, it. Well, listen, man,
1: if you guys, uh, if you guys do what you're going to do, what you set out to do, then maybe I'll see you here in November at the great cup.
2: Absolutely. I hope so.
1: I All right, man. So. Thanks again. All right. JC share of the Edmonton Eskimos zips. I got to get to zips. Like, every like i'm telling you everybody loves a good late night spot whether it's a burger place there aren't very many burger places in toronto lakeview is the one and then chinatown is a bunch and then there's like street meat <laughs> oh there's so many street vendors in to um i know in vancouver there's like that one spot on uh, granville and, but i think in edmonton i went to a place In West Edmonton Mall, There used to be like a Vietnamese place, like a faux place that we hit up a couple of times late night. I'm not sure if it's still there. It's like close to the movie theater and the nightclub and the gun range. Yep, that's all there at the West Edmonton Mall. So uh, I failed in uh, getting JC's initials. So the next time I speak with him, I will make sure to get those initials right away my my guess it's something like Jonathan Christopher or Julio Cesar Chavez one of those two next up is a a young running back who was putting together a phenomenal season in bc he's one of uh, he's one of the few canadian running backs in the cfl and he joins me on the phone right now
0: If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers.
1: And joining me on the phone right now is a Grey Cup champion by way of Winnipeg, Manitoba, one of the most underrated cities in our country, (laughs) number 33 in the program, but number one in your heart, Andrew Harris. Welcome to Cappy Presents.
0: Thanks for having me, man.
1: Good to hear from you, man.
0: Well, it's good
1: to be on. Last time I saw you, it was just before, I think it was like the day before, it was either like the Friday or the Saturday leading into the Grey Cup. And um, one of my favorite parties was later that night after you guys won, you guys beat uh, Winnipeg, and um, the Grey Cup entered bar none. So yeah. were you at that party?
0: Yeah, I was there. I was there in the back. I was. Uh, I had a bunch of friends and stuff in town, so... I was kind of just entertaining them and stuff, and, and there was there was so much craziness going around that Grey Cup, and you know uh, it it was a crazy crazy week just leading up to it. So I was kind of just chilling in the corner there, just uh, just
1: enjoying the company, just, just, just soaking it in. Yeah,
0: yeah. The
1: the part that I liked there, were two two moments that I liked about that particular party in Vancouver after the Grey Cup. Obviously, the BC Lions won the ninety ninth Grey Cup. Uh, so one was I think Tad Cornegay had like brought in a DJ from New York. So it was all hip-hop, which was awesome because you don't really hear that much hip-hop in Vancouver, correct?
0: Yeah, dep- yeah, it depends where you go, you know. But, yeah, for the most part, it's uh, it's a lot of techno and um, some different kind of music. But, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah it, it was a good night for hip-hop. That was, that was for sure. He was a good DJ.
1: So there was that, and then what I noticed is, like, when, when G-Roy brought the Grey Cup into Bar None, they had filled the, the cup with milk, and they were just giving it to... Girls like girls to drink out of the cup, and then there'd be one guy bumping it like when it went up to like a girl's face, one guy would bump the bottom so then the milk would just splash all over the girl's face. Yeah. <laughs> I found that particularly enjoyable. And at one point, someone asked me if I wanted to get in there. I was like, Come on, man, are you serious? No, I'm not trying to get milk splashed in my face, dude. I'm a grown ass man, yeah. But that was uh, that was quite enjoyable,
0: yeah. You know, that, that whole week, like I said, leading up to it, and then uh, for about two weeks after it was just madness and it was like everywhere we went wherever that cup was it was just insane amount of, like people coming around want to take pictures with it um obviously tons of girls were wanting to drink out of it and um just everyone it, it it was crazy like there was one night we had um we went to a club and got bottle service and i can not i can't even count how many people tried to drink out of that thing it, it was pretty gross if you think about it but it's <laughs> like it, it, it's just it's just so, so amazing to, to to win win that especially in your hometown and to be able to to share it with everyone out there
1: so is who's the guy in your team that would in order to soak up the adulation and the admiration from the fans in Vancouver Who's the guy in, on your team most likely to wear his own jersey out so that people would know he's on the team?
0: Um, we got a uh, we got Dante Marsh and uh, <laughs> and, and Linsey Shell. They got these they got these jackets that we all got team team issued. And they uh, they went upon themselves and put their last names and their numbers, so it's like a sweater jersey. And I, I saw Dante wearing it a couple times out and stuff. But you know, uh, he he definitely loves himself for sure. But uh, you know, <laughs> I, 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 don't know if, I don't know if it's a Cali thing or what, but um, you know, he, he loves him some
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love me some me.
0: Yeah, him some yeah.
1: <laughs> as uh, as Tara yeah. Lowens once said. Um, so you're from Winnipeg, and um, I got to tell you, I think the best party I ever went to, I, I, I like, its it's gotta be in my top two, was a party in Winnipeg, Manitoba. And yeah. I don't know if you were at this party, because I didn't know you then, but it was like, I want to say it was, like, 06 or 07, and my man D and I, my, my producer Dave Crix, we always were road dogs, so we're like, we're on the road, and we're always together. And we flew in, because Red Bull threw this party, and it was in, like, it was in like an abandoned house. It was like this, it was weird. It was like... In this part of town, I couldn't even describe this part of town, but the building, there was like a for sale sign on the side of the building, and it was just, like, when we were in there, the drinks cost a dollar. So, at that time, I was a big vodka Red Bull guy. So, you give, I gave the girl 20 bucks, I had 20 tickets, so I was nice for the night. Yeah, yeah. And this this space was so old that flakes from the ceiling, like the paint on the ceiling were falling into the drinks. Like, it was, <laughs> oh, wow. it was that was pretty grimy in that way. But the reason the party was so dope wasn't, I mean, obviously like $20, you're, you're, you're done for the night. But it was like a high representation of some of Winnipeg's finest. And then the DJs, these guys called Tim, Team Canada. It was, uh, it was uh, Aaron and Raph. I can't remember. The, oh, Grand Theft. Aaron goes by Grand Theft and Raft. I think he goes by DR1. But in the middle of the party, like this is when mashups were, were like at its height. The guys stopped the party and they played the Beatles. They played obla di la da in the middle of this like huge like Jay Z and Biggie set. Boom, just obla di obla da. And I lost my mind. So, sure. Winnipeg, your hometown, for me, has probably the most memorable party. Is there a city in Canada for you that has the most memorable party?
0: You know what? The, the, the one the one place you go to every year that uh, it's always circled and I'm always a little bit more excited to go to is uh, is definitely Montreal. Um you know, there's something about Montreal, you know, going out there, and you know, St. Catherine's. Um, I don't know what it is about the, the girls how they how they dress and the, the accent and everything it's just uh it's, it's just one of those places that it's always fun to go after the game and and even even during the day just walking around and, and just uh, just checking the scenery out it's, it's it's always an amazing city to be at so Montreal is definitely a, a go-to for me and, and one I'd love to go back just to even even during the off season or something for a week or something just to hang out there but uh, definitely a lot of fun there
1: is there one is there one spot that you uh that you are you're like there's one spot that you go to or one spot that you have gone to that you have a particularly good time at?
0: I wish I could remember, but uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we were, I, I can't remember the place we went to. I, like, I, it was some some French name. I, I don't know. Like, we just ended up going to the spot. And uh, actually, this year, me me and Drew, I went out to. Uh,
1: I, like, was I, it like, Chez Paris? I, I, <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> I've been there before too. Actually, I know that one. <laughs> yeah, been there before too. That one's not bad either. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it's, it's always it's always a good a good time. And then also for me, going back to Winnipeg is always um, always obviously a highlight for me. Going up there, and I always usually have like a little party set up for all my friends and then the team and stuff after so um uh you know going up there seeing all my friends and family and it's always exciting to go back to winnipeg for sure too
1: andrew have you ever been to what's the big volleyball thing you guys have there in winnipeg the
0: big volleyball there's
1: thing. like a there's like a big volleyball event in the summertime i've been to it
0: oh yeah yeah what was it or the, super, uh, super
1: slam or super super, super smash super or, spike or super spike i, I think yeah, yeah super spike yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 do they do you know if they still have that
0: yeah, that still goes on I think. Yeah, that's that's a crazy time too. Have you been I'm to like, one of those? I went I went like when I was in high school just uh I just went for the day. I'm, I don't I'm not a big volleyball player, but uh, I think I just went down just to go hang out and stuff and um yeah, it's it's definitely madness there too.
1: Were you shirtless for most of that day?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I was. <laughs> <I'm> pretty sure. Seems <laughs> like everyone is though.
1: <laughs> you're the guy. Yeah, but come on. You're like you're like you're like you're like one of the few like brothers there and you got, you know, you're you're in high school, so you know, you felt you, you got your your eight pack you are feeling nice about yourself you're yeah. a football player you're like i'm just going to i'm just i'm just putting my i'm putting me on ebay right now just like who's yeah. the who's the top bidder come get some just just
0: <laughs> putting the bait out there just Putting the bait out there <laughs> that's sure. right
1: so i don't know if you heard this uh, so, oh actually w- before we get to this um did you guys and now there's a, the, the the hockey hockey tradition is to get the stanley cup for a day do they extend that to you guys like did you did you guys get something like that with the gray cup
0: yeah, I had the had the great cup for about five days. Um, what? Just yourself? Yeah, yeah I had, it, it was awesome. And, you know, I wanted to bring it back to Winnipeg, but they were kind of concerned about uh, security issues and uh, insurance and all that. So, And uh, and then I had, to, I had to fly it out. So I, I ended up just bringing it over to, uh, I came over, I flew back to, to Vancouver. And then I, I picked it up and brought it to Nanaimo where I played my junior ball. Um, So I had a, had a big party there, and you know, um, I still have a lot of close ties there. A lot of family out there, just like extended family, just from playing junior for five years. And,
1: Wait, um, Andrew, Andrew, you had the Grey Cup for five days?
0: Yeah, yeah. So like at
1: <laughs> night, where did you put it?
0: Well, I stood in a hotel and it, and I had a big king side bed and it was, and it stayed right beside me. Oh my and goodness! I, yeah, I got I got some pretty crazy pictures. Um, we, I, we 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 my first place I lived down there when I was about seventeen years old. We were we we're just right down from this beautiful beach, and it's, it takes about 160 steps just to get down to the to the water. So uh, me and a buddy took it down there and took a bunch of pictures, put it in the water, and uh, when the tide's out, it goes out for probably about half a mile. So we had it out d- down there by the water, it had a little like a little bonfire and had some drinks and stuff, and it was a, it was a good time for sure, and especially once you once you realize the history behind it. That, that cup is so old, you know, like you, you, there's warriors on there, you know, it dates back to 1909 or 19, uh, 09, and it's just, uh, there's so much history behind it. So to, just to get a chance to have it uh, in, in, my, in my presence and to be able to just share some moments with the close friends and stuff. And, and uh, obviously I, I had a big party uh, for the great cup to ra- raise some money for my junior team too. And uh, that got out of hand too. So Actually, I was, <laughs> at, at one point I was, I was on one side of the thing uh, of this pub and I was looking across and I'm like, man, it is way too rowdy in here. I'm like, I'm, I have this thing by myself. It's getting tossed around. You know, I think I already got dropped once already. So oh, no. I just, <laughs> I, just, I just went and grabbed it, and I, I just took off. So I had to get it out of there. But, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure it's seen worse, than, uh, and, and it will see worse <laughs>
1: anyway. So. <laughs> wow. So you guys get – so what, was, that, was that privilege extended to everybody on the team?
0: Um, I don't know. We we had it here for about four months. So I think it was basically like a a slot of time that someone could just come and reserve it. Um, I don't know if you, did you see the footage with James Yerchuk on our team?
1: No, no, not yet.
0: Yeah. He took, he took, um, he took it up to a helicopter. It went up in the the mountains. Oh, wow. He's got a bunch of crazy video of him like dangling off this helicopter with it. And, um, he's holding it up above his head on the mountain and the the helicopter's kind of circling around like kind of like a rocky kind of scene. And, um, yeah, it's amazing footage but uh, if you get a chance check it out i think it's on youtube if you just um put james jericho great cup or something like that uh, you can definitely find it
1: oh that's amazing so you got yeah. so your guys deal is way better than hockey players like they get it for literally 24 hours but you had yeah. it for 5 days like that's yeah. that's unreal like so that's that's <laughs> oh, that's awesome i'm i'm uh, i'm sure it uh hopefully it came back in some sort of uh Operating condition after you know certain dudes got uh, got a hold of it or got to party with it for a few days.
0: Well, yeah, you, you just look at it and you can just tell it's, uh, that she's a bit weathered for sure. <laughs> she's, she's, she's been around the block. Well, yeah, for, she's a
1: hundred uh, now, so yeah. she's, she definitely got some miles on her.
0: Yeah, definitely. So I don't
1: I don't know if you heard this story, but um, I read it yesterday that uh, FC Barcelona, the, the the famed soccer team, um, has asked the Tur- their airline, Turkish Airlines. For only to have to staff their flights with only female flight attendants. So Turkish Airlines is going to accommodate the request because they're saying that, you know, the male uh, flight attendants would be asking them for pictures and, and, and autographs and signing jerseys and stuff. So so that's on the flight. So where's like the most uncomfortable or awkward place someone has either asked you for a photograph or to take or to for you to sign something of theirs?
0: This is actually crazy you asking me this because we were, we stayed in the hotel. Um, was it two weeks ago when Montreal came to us? We had an afternoon game, so the the team wanted to get us all downtown, and um, just just to get ready for the game in the, in, in the early early afternoon. So, um, I went down to the, the steam room and the hot tub, um, just just before I went to bed, and uh, there was a guy in the, in the steam room there. And uh, I got to talking to him, blah blah, blah and then he, and then. Uh, wait, wait. So this is I this did. is this is not a
1: teammate. This is just a guy at the <laughs> yeah. hotel.
0: Yeah, this is a guy to stay in the hotel. So um, <laughs> okay. we're talking, whatever, just you know, whatever, just going back and forth, but nothing small talk. Um, so uh, he's he's the diamond dealer, or whatever this, and that, and then uh, I find out back that you know he he, he, he finds out who I am, and, and he's kind of asking questions and stuff. He's like, oh, so w- would you mind signing this for me? And he pulls out a pen, and you know. He's obviously naked, and, and you know, <laughs> so that that, that, that was, that was kind of awkward for
1: me. For sure, Where did but. he pull the pen out of?
0: <laughs> well, yeah, he had a he had a bag or a briefcase or something, and then in um, the steam
1: in well, the steam yeah, room. He,
0: he's a, well, yeah, he brought down a bag or something, so he he got on the thing, and he, we were, I was like showering and everything, and we were still kind of talking, and he's like, "Oh, do you mind signing this for me?" But he, he just handed me this pen and the paper with, uh, while well, well, he's buck naked, and <laughs> it was, it was definitely pretty uncomfortable. So that was that. That's that's as far the when he asked that question because I, I just tell him a story the
1: other day how, how awkward it was so, <laughs> so there here, so there's a dude standing in front of you grown man completely yeah. naked with his uh, a pen and a piece of paper <laughs> extended in front of you like can you yeah. sign this and yeah. then it, and then you're trying to uh, like dart your eyes around the room and you're actually just trying to feel for the pen and paper you're not even sure where the pen came from because yeah. you didn't see it see where it came out of like it yeah. <laughs> that's just uh, yeah.
0: It, it was crazy, you know, but it, that was, it was definitely a cool experience. But you know, I, it, it's it's getting more crazy now that I'm kind of getting more known in the league and stuff. And you know, just just walking on the street or you know being on the Skype train or something, um, it's just cool. You get you get people coming up with you all the time. But that was definitely a, um, one one that I'll always remember for sure. <laughs> but I don't really want to remember it. Kind of thing,
1: yeah. <laughs> you hope it's not repeated. Okay, so yeah. you mentioned you mentioned the steam room and the sauna. Like, what's the? Um, are you are you a dude that has to? Um, sit in the cold tub in order to, I don't know, to help um, help with the with the soreness and the and the bruising which your your body takes every you know six or seven days.
0: Um, th- th- it all depends, you know. Some some games will be more sore than usual. Like um, like this week or yesterday, actually, I went in the cold tub. But uh, it all depends on my body's kind of talking to me, and, and same with working out too. Like there'll be there'll be weeks where I won't work out as hard, and other weeks where I'll be I'll be going kind of nuts because I'll be I'll be fresher, have more energy, and stuff. So. Um, I've just learned to, to listen to my body and um, I'm, not, I'm not like a guy who religiously goes and does it all the time. And, and um, you know, because I, I kind of feel your body gets used to those kind of things. So I just kind of do it when I need to or I feel like my body's telling me that I need to, to do those things. So
1: Andrew, what is the etiquette? I asked this question to JC Sherrett, uh moments ago. But what is the etiquette in the either the cold tub or the sauna or the hot tub? Or the steam room with your teammates. Like, are you, like, are, do guys? I mean, so like, I mean, you're either in robes or you're shorts or you're yeah. completely naked. I mean, is there much conversation going on, or do you do you not look dudes in the eyes? Well, just just
0: the whole locker room in general. You know, there's there's a handful of guys who are just really really proud to walk around <laughs> with completely nothing on, <laughs> and there's other guys who kind of you know cover themselves up, but. um as far as the hot tub, shorts, shorts are mandatory, uh, compression shorts. Ice tub, compression shorts, and shorts are mandatory. But then when you go to the, the sauna and the steam room, you know, anything kind of goes in there, you know. Uh, <laughs> when, you, when you go in there, you don't know what you're going to expect. You kind of just, you know, keep your eyes up. And But, but you know, at, at the end of the day, it's a, it, we're in a football locker room, and, you know, after practice – you're looking at about 30 guys naked around you. So you kind of get used to it at first. Uh, obviously, if, you're a, if you weren't used to it, it'd be kind of weird at first. But uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's one of those things that once you're on a sports team, you just get used to being around naked guys. And it's just part of, this part of, this part of the job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who is the teammate that's the most comfortable being naked?
0: Well, the one guy who who loves to be naked and and walk around is actually my locker buddy he's right beside me. oh my
1: gosh, that's the worst guy to have
0: yeah but but he's he's actually hilarious and you know uh, and that's jason araki um, <laughs> and then another guy who who walks around a lot that really 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 shouldn't is uh dean valley um,
1: <laughs> why because so, why is he a lineman? is he a big a bigger yeah, dude de-
0: yeah Dean's our uh, right guard.
1: Um, oh think, wow! So that I, dude is pushing three bills, like three hundred yeah, pounds, he, easy.
0: Yeah, he's pushing three bills for sure. So, you know, <laughs> but yeah, but those two guys for sure like to like to be fully naked and, <laughs> and revealing themselves to everyone.
1: You, so. met, you mentioned earlier about like when you work out and stuff. Like some sometimes you'll go to the tub. Depend your body will talk to you. Now when you're in the off season and you're in the gym, are you are you the guy that grunts? Or are you the guy that just iPod in, just goes to work in and out?
0: Yeah, never that. You know, I, I, wait. Which I wear, one? Which one are you? Wear, the are you never the guy no, that's no, grunting, never, throwing never, around never, the weights? Never grunting. No, you know. But at the, at the same time, like, I got the gym I work out. It's not like your shapes or your good life or anything like that. It's it's kind of a different gym, and uh, it, it's all serious people that are you know either Olympic athletes or. Um, you know, any anyone that's in a, in a high, higher level of athletics or um, training for something, so it's a bit different atmosphere and it's not more like a lot of the guys that I used to work at a good life and it was a 24 hour good life and there'd be guys that would come at like 11 o'clock with their jeans on and white beaters and hair gels and, you know, <laughs> I can't, I can't stand those guys. If you're listening to these guys, don't do it anymore. It looks terrible. It's terrible. You look like a goof. I
1: hate
0: it. I hate it. But but wait, what they? Wait, going on at my gym though.
1: Wait, but Andrew, would they work out in jeans? Yes. Come on, work out in jeans?
0: They would come in. They would come in on a Friday night at eleven o'clock, just just ready to go to the club or whatever they're doing. Get their little bicep or chest pump in, and then and then they go and be on their business. Swear to God.
1: Oh my. That is like that is the. If I can, th- that is the absolute def- Webster's definition, J- King James English definition of douche. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um, so now you you mentioned uh, what's, what's Dean's last name? Dean Valley. Dean Valley. Okay, you mentioned yeah. Dean Valley as the teammate that he's a bigger guy and yeah. he's very comfortable in his uh, nakedness. Who's um? What's the most food you've ever seen a teammate eat? Either when you either in university or in the pros
0: um uh matt norman uh he was uh he was a guy from western i don't know if you know him or not but he he was with our team he got drafted and now he's gone back to school but i can't remember what city you were in. but there was somewhere there where he had the challenge was to eat a 72 ounce steak or something like that oh my that's just filthy and, uh, yeah and it, and if you eat it it's free so,
1: uh,
0: <laughs> apparently, apparently he got through like three quarters of it and then he, and he had to stop but um, that, that was, that's definitely the most I've, I've seen anyone eat
1: 72 like, ounces. So he got yeah. to like 60, 56, 60 ounces of that steak.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then like, you have to remember we have a game the next day.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> like, so that's, how, do you, do
1: you that's, remember that's, how he played?
0: Well, he's an old lineman, so he kind of doesn't have to run that much, but you know, <laughs> he, he, he he seemed fine. He seemed fine. But for me to, to eat even a steak before a game or a night before a game, I, I would, for me, I would just, that would kill me. So but uh, for a guy who just plays all line, I don't, I don't know. Those guys kind of work on a on a different schedule and a different clock. So, but uh, another guy who eats a lot is uh, uh, John Hamster Reese. He's our he's our left guard.
1: Oh, the guy um, with the poutine place.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, actually, last year he was he was just doing research on opening it up. Him and uh, Shaker opened this, this mean, mean poutine spot on uh, Nelson in Ban- downtown Vancouver. So he went around when we went to Montreal and he was trying all these different poutines. So he spent his whole per diem, which is three hundred dollars, on 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 poutine that that whole week or that that those two days that we were in Montreal. So he we were in the pool, and he said he tried like nine or ten different poutines in that day, and then he was going back to do my research.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable! Like so, so, yeah. so he consumed probably eighteen thousand calories.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably something like
1: that. <laughs> and yeah. then and then you guys played that day. The next yeah. The, the next, next day.
0: day. Yeah. So. Like I said, those O line, the O line guys are uh, like they're they're a different breed when it comes to you. For sure.
1: <laughs> he's a big dude. I interviewed him before the uh, before the Grey Cup, and we mentioned like cooking, like making uh, or putting poutine in the Grey Cup. And I told him I would, so I I owe him that. I'm not yeah. sure when I'll be able to get around to it, but hey, man, the way that you guys are going, maybe you'll be back, and we'll have to we could do it here in Toronto. Um, so, like, I was um, j- yesterday, I was I was texting a a woman that I used to work with on the Marilyn Dennis show. And she just got back from the Bahamas. And I was like, how was it? She's like, it was awesome. Nicki Minaj and Nick Cannon were there. I'm like, were they shooting American Idol? And she's like, I'm not sure, but maybe. Nick Cannon was doing a couple of nights, um, doing some comedy. And obviously uh, uh, Mariah Carey is one of the judges. And Nicki Minaj is one of the judges on American Idol. And I was like, well, how is the backside? She's like, well, the camera adds 10 pounds. I'm like, yeah, but that Starship's video, like... Nicki Minaj's backside looks like the other side of Mars. Like it is yeah. like that's a piece of real estate. Like Big Sean rhymes, is like drop it to the floor, let that shake, mm-hmm. uh, uh, whatever. And in that song, Mercy, it's like that. So the thing that she the thing that she mentioned was Nicki Minaj. So they're staying at the Atlantis, the the Cove Atlantis, in the, the famous hotel in the Bahamas. She mentioned that on the she would go on the lazy river in full hair and makeup. So I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, like who does full makeup like when they're gonna go out to just sit in a raft or like go into the water, and uh, so I was like, so my question to you is, when you see young ladies and 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 this could be in any situation where it's like, where you're out for dinner or you're just hanging out watching TV on a Sunday or movies, how much makeup is too much? Like there are times when girls, like I like when girls just cake it on. Another times where girls might need a little bit extra, but they don't need as much as they put on. Do you ever find that?
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think when it's too much is when you when a girl smiles and you see that crease of like oh wow maybe like, and maybe like wow and maybe too much. Or, but, but for the most part, like I think a lot of girls wear too much makeup. But there's so much pressure with, uh, like, a girl like Nicki Minaj and, you know, being like that all the time. And I like to be honest, I, I don't even find that attractive in, in a lot of ways. You know, like be yourself, and you know, and that, that's just how I look at it. But. Um, A lot of makeup for me, like it's it's a big turn off, and I just look the other way.
1: Yeah, you know what? I
0: obviously obviously covered some up for a reason. So
1: right. The thing that I notice is like, you know how? Do you ever notice like where their neck is a different color than their like jaw? Like you could see the line where the makeup is applied, (laughs) and then there's just the regular skin. And I'm just like, ah, how can you not see this?
0: Where do you where do you stop though? Like you you get get the neck, and then you got to get the chest, and you got to get the arms, and the next thing you know, that you're you're fully covered. You're doing your whole body, and it's just like when. Where does it stop?
1: Yeah, that's a good point.
0: That, another thing that I, that I can't stand is the, the the girls who tan way too much. that are just orange, right? That's, that, yeah, that's that.
1: Uh, Dude, yeah. I I know this girl. I can. When you said that, I know one girl specifically in my phone where I'm like, a hey, um were you in the tanning bed today she's like yeah i'm like yeah you look like jupiter actually my 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 nickname for her is jupiter the orange planet with my boy <laughs> justin we we refer to her as jupiter cuz she's like this 23 year old or 24 year old girl that just like like really blonde hair and just looks ridiculous with this orange skin like come on just it's you're not fooling yeah. anybody seriously i know you're trying to uh, protect your uh, skin but seriously
0: or what's that movie? Is it Sin City where that that guy turns into that crazy orange thing? Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, he's yellow. He's yellow. Yeah, he's yellow. <laughs> yeah, he's yellow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Sin know, City. That, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. This is too much. Anything is is never
1: good. I, agreed. Yeah, everything. It's all about uh, moderation in life. Yeah, hundred percent. This, um, I I saw this uh, again today. I was just you know prepping for our conversation, and um, Fifty Cent tweeted out a picture on Instagram. With him and Manny Pacquiao and the caption was like big business deals ahead or or talking big business something like that and uh, and for people you know for the last I don't know year and a half or two years we've seen 50 cent in Floyd Mayweather's camp always he's always on 24 7 whenever Floyd Mayweather has a fight so here now he's he's got a photo with him and Manny Pacquiao with this caption doing business Uh, with Floyd Mayweather's apparent nemesis. Um, And uh, so this is from Pacquiao's advisor. He's saying 50 Cent and I have been talking now for two months. They approached us with the idea for doing a promotional company. Initially, it was going to be 50 Cent, Manny Pacquiao, and Floyd Mayweather. But right now, I don't think Floyd Mayweather is going to be a part of it. Is 50 Cent to you a turncoat, or do you like his gangster as a businessman?
0: I don't know. I, to be honest, when he, when I see him with um with Mayweather and and you know how, how he just kind of prays around. I I, I think he's a, kind of a flake, man. Like he he, he acts a certain way and and, and now you're telling me this, this. This is this is this is this is crazy. Fifty news, you know. Now I, I don't know. I get I guess he, I think he's a pretty flaky, dude. Um, I think the gangster's kind of done for him now. Like, I, I don't I don't think he's that gangster anymore. Unless he gets shot like four or five more times, then <laughs> <laughs> <And>, maybe <laughs> that maybe we call him a gangster again. But I, I, I don't know. I think the gangster's kind of gone and now he's just trying to trying to hold on to something another people to 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 be famous though i i, I don't know how you made a song lately like has you had to come up with a song lately? or, or
1: he, uh yeah he had a he had a mixtape um out and he did. i don't know i don't even know how, how well it did i downloaded it i, I got it here somewhere um yeah. let me just find it yeah but yeah you're right though like he hasn't he hasn't put out a big song or a group of like notable songs since man i don't know i guess the 21 questions album the uh, yeah
0: get rich or die trying is that the last no time? that was the,
1: that was the first one the second yeah, one was the yeah. massacre the one with the white cover that was yeah. pretty big yeah um
0: and then that movie after the movie he kind of just fell off i think that the movie oh did. yeah
1: uh oh yeah the, i think the movie was wasn't it called get rich or die trying
0: yeah but he but he i think he did it after his his cds i think I'm, I'm that's not right sure. no that's
1: right he just had a, a mixtape called five I came out which was okay yeah. but i mean it's i don't think i don't think 50 is that relevant anymore are you a yeah. are you a, a money mayweather guy or an, a manny and pacquiao guy
0: you know what i don't really follow boxing that much but if, if i would if i would go with it i would probably go with uh with mayweather for sure just i, I kind of like his style and how he, he just doesn't give a shit about anything or or sorry for swearing that's okay <laughs> no worries out. we will <laughs> no uh yeah Yes, yeah, he doesn't care what anyone thinks, and you know he just kind of beats to his own drum. So I, I can respect that, but at the same time, he is a little arrogant and stuff. So you know, it, 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 he's he's a cool, he's a, he's entertaining, so
1: and not to go with him for sure. So he, so he, I mean, he is forty three and zero, like he's undefeated. Yeah. He's like they, you know, the pound he's for mad. pound best fighter in yeah. the world. Um, uh, so yeah, I have, obviously have to respect you know his work ethic and his and his talent and his results. I'm a I'm a I'm a Manny Pacquiao guy just because. I've seen Manny Pacquiao fight in real life, and he destroyed Oscar De La Hoya, although Oscar De La Hoya was a little older, a little advanced in his career. But I just like Manny Pacquiao's humility. And it's funny that after big fights, he doesn't go party in clubs. He goes to karaoke. So my guy just wants to go sing like John Lennon songs and go sing Dan <laughs> Hill. Like after, you know, you know, winning, he just like just post up in some Vegas casino and just bust, you know, karaoke for a couple of hours. I find that hysterical.
0: Yeah, that that is pretty funny though for sure.
1: So the so uh, um, I was at uh, I'll get you out on this story. I went to this. Um, this concert in Philly and went to uh, the Made in America concert. It was Jay-Z headlining on Saturday and Pearl Jam on Sunday. Now, when Jay-Z performed, Jay-Z is like an unbelievable performer. And at the end of his set, he brought out Kanye. And Kanye's guys, like his, his good music crew, so Big Sean, 2 Chains, uh, Common, and Pusha T. Now, when they played the song Mercy and the bass on Mercy... Like, for those who are listening who aren't familiar with this song, just YouTube it. The bass, I, I felt like it shook the whole city of Philadelphia. I'd never heard this song this loud before, and it was unbelievable. And uh, and and uh, another song, which is on the, the record that Kanye just put out yesterday, um, is a song called Click, which is like an unbelievable song. So when you guys are in the locker room, are you, is there like a communal iPod that plays with like a mix, a playlist or a mixtape to get everybody hyped or are guys just, do they just have their iPods in or their headphones on in order to get themselves ready for the game sort of individually?
0: Yeah, well, a lot, a lot of guys have their own personal ones. And then we have that one that, 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 that plays and then guys will put it on their own, their own songs and everything, but there's there's, a, there's about three or four tracks that kind of get continually played throughout the year and um one 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 in training camp was uh, cash out um cash with cash out okay um that was that was a camp song um and then Dante marsh uh, being a cali boy, uh, boy he uh, he loves um the too short track um what is it called
1: I don't know uh, when I think too short i I, I immediately yeah. just go to I go to Drake's the motto because that sounds like a too short song oh yeah. the the whistle blow the whistle
0: yes yes that's it yeah um, that, that, that that beat that, is pretty that, heavy. That, that's uh, that's always on now, and uh, two chains, uh, no lie,
1: no lie, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that gets you guys hyped, no? Because no yeah. lie is kind of like it's so down tempo, but like yeah. the chorus, the chorus is yeah. pretty nice.
0: There's that one, and, um, and then we, sometimes about, some master P gets played, some old master P. <laughs> um, about about it, that, that's a good track too. Um, but yeah, so you know there, there's a, there's a quite a few tracks that get played in it, but uh you know, there, there's a, there's a main ones that kinda get repeated for sure. So do oh, the actually actually the, that one track from uh fifty cents album Riot, I think it's the two chains.
1: Oh, okay. Um, Riot Riot gets played?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good one too. It's got a good beat to it, but
1: so, do the Dean Valleys of the world get any say on the iPod on the communal iPod? <laughs> that,
0: that, that's the thing because he's the one guy who always complains about it. Like he, <laughs> he, and he'll, he'll he'll start rapping because a lot of stuff's repetitive, and it is whatever, but it's it's kind of funny when a guy like Dean Valley will start mocking it and, and repeating what, whats what's being said and stuff. But, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what kind I of music was, would Dean Valley like to have on the iPod?
0: I don't. I don't know. I don't even know if Dean even likes music. I, I think he just likes fishing, and and I, I don't even know. He I, actually no. He likes country. He definitely likes country because in training camp he he does uh, performs the Gambler. I don't know if you know that song. Yeah, the,
1: like Kenny Rogers, the Gambler. Yeah, like yeah. the famous so, like you got to know when to hold him. That song. Yes,
0: that that one there. Yeah. So he performs it, and he, he does he does a good job of doing that. So, Wait, does he have um, a guitar,
1: or he just sings it?
0: He just sings it real loud. <laughs> we, we, have a, we have a we have a we have a mic set up. and He doesn't use the mic. He just he just gets up and does it, and he, and he kills it. He performs, he dances, and uh, you know he gets he gets the team fired up that way. But but yeah, so I'm, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's a country guy then for sure if he if he listens to that and, and performs that.
1: Oh man, I can't. Well, I yeah. uh, I wish that uh, I wish next, we, you next
0: got time you, next time you see D- Dean, ask him to to perform the gamble for you. I will.
1: I yeah. will. <laughs> and uh, I wish there were cameras in your guys' locker room for moments like that. So, But, so, but thank you for painting a little bit of a picture yeah. on uh, what it's like in that, in that uh, dressing room. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Harris. <laughs> I, I got to
0: add one more thing, though. Yeah, we, yeah. We, the, other, the other day, we, uh, we had some we had music going on, and uh, an old-school track came on. And I, I didn't even hear this song before, but I guess it was like a, a big dance that was big in the States or whatever. But I came around the corner, and there was, there was legit 20 guys all, all in sequence, doing this
1: dance. What was the dance?
0: I can't, I can't, even, I don't even know. You know the it was, name
1: of the t- of the? No,
0: I, don't, I don't even know. I, like, it was, it was so beyond me. Was like it the maybe.
1: the electric slide?
0: No, it wasn't that one. I know that one, but was it
1: the was it the the Apache jump on it?
0: No, not that. That was not either. It was it. Was it... Was, it, it was some. I, I can't remember. I have to ask someone, but it it was amazing. How, how all these guys are like just dancing and then Iraqi, <laughs> again comes out of nowhere buck naked <laughs> <Just through his laughs> <whole dance. laughs> so it, it was just funny because uh, I got it on, I got it on video actually you of, do of really video, yeah
1: yeah of them dancing and
0: then, um and then and then him coming in just ruining it but <laughs> so it's pretty funny I get
1: I guess you can't yeah. really put that one out on Twitter because the dude is completely naked so that's yeah
0: I'm, I'm sure I could find a way to edit it, out oh, maybe but
1: <laughs> or just put a black bar around, around its body. In the
0: locker room I'm, I'm just telling you kind of giving you a visual but but you know, I, I don't think anything like we want to be released or
1: uh, exposed. Oh, that's great! That's great, Jason Araki, the most naked man in this in the province of British Columbia.
0: <laughs> yeah, are and, are, and, and, and Dean
1: Valley? <laughs> like, yeah, the di- Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you uh, Are you on Twitter, Andrew? Yes, I am. What is What's your Twitter handle?
0: Andrew Harris thirty three.
1: Oh, that's nice and easy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I will definitely let people know to uh, follow you on Andrew Harris 33 and if you find a way to edit that video whether it's just putting a black bar around his midsection or I don't know putting a putting something like a, like a smiley face or something <laughs> <laughs> on his body uh, put that on our Twitter I'm sure we'll have a great laugh
0: Sounds good for sure
1: Well listen man uh, thank you so much for joining me and uh, love the stories and and uh, if you guys continue playing the way that you you are then uh, I will uh, I will see you. Uh, in November once again uh, here in Toronto at the Grey Cup.
0: Sounds good, man. Take care.
1: All right. I appreciate your time, man. All right. Thank you. The Grey Cup for five days? They get the Grey Cup for five days. That's unbelievable. Like, it's amazing to get it for one day. Sorry, excuse me, to get the Stanley Cup for one day. That's an unbelievable privilege and an honor to get that trophy for a day. But imagine getting the Grey Cup for five days. You'd actually run out of things to do with it. And that's cool that Andrew Harris had a, a fundraiser for his junior football team in the I'm sure it was awesome for all those kids and those people to see it and experience it and take photos with it. Five days. Ooh, I can, can get into a lot of trouble in five days with the with the gray cup. And to my man JC Sherritt, just killing him and bruising him at five foot nine. He's just playing out of his balling. He's balling so hard we got to get him a T-shirt, like Terrell Suggs' T-shirt, ball so hard like he's got in Baltimore. Got to figure out a slogan for that dude. So shout-out to you being the Rudy of – I don't know if he would like that. He's probably heard that his whole time. So shout-out to you just being the Ray Lewis, the young Ray Lewis of the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, JC Sherrod is not on Twitter, but you can support him on the, probably the, the Edmonton's Facebook page or or the website – Andrew Harris, however, of the BC Lions, is on Twitter, and you can follow him at AndrewHarris33. One word, and you can track his thoughts and see his photos, and I'm going to work on him to release that video of Jason Araki dancing naked in the middle of a group circle of 20 dunes. (laughs) We'll see if that works out. Uh, to follow me on Twitter, it's at The Real Cabby, And this week, we have an interview with uh, UFC president Dana White on SportsCenter. So check it out. I'm Cabbie, and I'm gone.
0: Thank you for listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast.